Welcome to another episode of Lunch with the Shark. Join us as we dive deep into discussions about business, accounting, and finance to help you build a business that thrives. Now sit back and have a bite with your host, the Shark CFO, Vidal Espinosa. Well, hello, hello, how are you? How's everything doing this Thursday afternoon? How are you guys? How's everything going? How are you guys doing? How's everything? Um, are you guys enjoying um, your your week? Are you guys um, prepared for the weekend? I know we are. I know we are uh, so ready that uh, we're actually traveling uh, for the next week uh, down to Mexico. Uh, to my brother's uh, house and to our office in Guadalajara. So uh, it's really good. Uh, we are so ready to relax, decompress, and just forget about anything and everything. Uh, we are um, actually in the final stages of our move we are actually almost completely packed uh, Captain Crunch you know who he is but that Captain Crunch he has been a little bit um, a little bit like he doesn't know what's going on he doesn't know what's what's happening he has no idea like he's super uh, uh, shocked And, and I can't blame him. Everything here has been hectic. The movers, boxes, there's no more furniture in this house. I apologize for my background. You can see uh, a, a vacuum cleaner, uh, a mop, uh, some trash in boxes. And uh, there's no longer furniture. There's no longer furniture in this house other than just little things here and there. Uh, we're moving our refrigerators and freezers into our temporary lodging, which is going to be in Mexico. Thank God my brother has a condo available for us, and uh, we're heading down there to see, um, to wait, actually, just to wait and have the house that we're trying to purchase vacated. Uh, it's been a quite a process. It's been quite one day gonna be a fun story. Our grandkids and um, be fun. Uh, it's happened for a reason. Shit happens, and yeah, yeah you're gonna see that uh, what's what's going on, but. In the meantime, everything's fine. Everything is amazing. We are moving forward. We are continuing with everything. Uh, I think our clients are doing super, super good. And today we're going to touch a very interesting topic. And continuing with our um, week's topic of uh, communication, uh, There's actually a very difficult conversation when you 
want to have this with your client. And it's how to fire your client. How to fire a client. Um, you're not gonna fire any client, right? You're gonna fire a client that it's problematic, uh, that it can ruin your business and it can ruin your life. You have to know how to filter problem clients. Letting them go, it's not easy and it's not an easy experience, right? It's not easy. First of all, it's never easy to fire someone, right? There's a saying, hire slow, fire fast, right? But people, entrepreneurs, business owners have no idea how to fire team members, how to fire uh, clients, vendors, it's, it's not a complicated issue. Trust me, I've done my fair share of firing, firing team members, but very, very few clients I've had to fire myself. I actually have a, a policy. And the policy is that we, know, we never fire the clients. The clients fire us because that actually says a lot about actually us, right? We let our clients go by them, by helping them let us go. And we don't let, they don't let us go because we're bad. We don't let, we, we've never been let go because somebody's been audited, because somebody, no, no, we don't. We've been let go because they can no longer afford us. We've been let go because they no longer can afford us. Or they think that that expense, they can save it and go somewhere else and they'll come back. They will. We're not your typical accounting firm, business consulting firm. We actually do respond and take accountability for what we do and what we are supposed to deliver to our clients. We actually handle every single client of ours as if it was my personal situation. And I actually just had a conversation with one of our dearest clients this morning. And I told her, you know what? We are looking for funding for your company. We are actively seeking a lender for a credit line or for a um, uh, uh, a, um, a line of credit, a credit card, whatever it is, so we can fund the company and create those plans for you. Nevertheless, I said, there's nothing out there that I will personally take if I was looking for funding. If I would not take it, I would not recommend it to you, my client. Because first and foremost, we have to be ethical. When I was in the restaurant industry and I would 
do a lot of things in the restaurant. I would cook some. Uh, I would uh, serve clients, take orders, cashier, whatever it is. But when I was the expediter, meaning I would uh, uh, go out, look at the dishes, take them out to the clients, there would be times that I would look at the dish and address the chef and say, hey, dude, would you eat this? And his face, his look would be like, oh, yes, I would. I'm like, really? You're going to be shitting me if you would eat this. Would you really eat this? Like, no, probably not. Why are you serving it to the client? That's my same position with our clients in the firm. If I would not sign that agreement, if I would not get that loan, if I would not rent that space, I would let them know that, hey, you know what? The loan comes in this way. I would not take it because this and this and that. I don't recommend it for you. If you want, it's up to you. Nevertheless, it's something that I would not take upon my business or for myself. That's ethical because we value our clients. When you stop losing that value or when you stop losing that chingadera in your stomach of like excitement for those clients or for any of those clients, they start to become a problematic client. When you're doing something for your client and you're like, holy shit, I'm doing so much and the fees, blah, 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 that's a problem. You must address that immediately immediately before it goes too far and this is all about you got it communication yesterday it was the uh, also uh, the wedding anniversary to a uh, nephew of ours robertito and karina congrats and i actually posted on their uh, facebook congratulations Communication, 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 communications, like 20 times. Never forget about that. The success for a amazing relationship, it is communication. Remember, the interaction between your business and your clients, it's a relationship. It's a relationship. So you must have full, honest communication with those individuals. Yes, with those individuals. My relationship, it's super complicated. They're, they're often part of a large relationship. They provide the bridge to other potential clients in your industry. I was talking about this this morning with 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 uh, in my meeting. I was like, "Hey, you know what? We need to create an affiliate program where your clients refer you, where your clients get their program paid for by referring. Sometimes they are valuable for more than just money. Clients most of the times are worth more than the money that they're paying you." connections, brand name recognition, portfolio worthy. Have you ever thought about that? 
and it's especially for small businesses. They're called your your anchor clients. If if you live in the United States, and this is also all over the world, what happens with a brand new shopping center mall? They have anchored stores, brand name stores, big stores at each of their uh, uh, corners. They have a Target or a Walmart. They have a Macy's, a, J, uh, a Macy's, a Nordstrom's, a big store like that, because those stores bring in clientele for retailers around them. Maybe you're ready to handle a Nordstrom's and you get a Nordstrom's as a client. And what is that going to say about your firm, your business? Dude, if you can handle a Nordstrom's that has, I don't know, 200, 500, I don't know how many stores they have, or you handle a franchise of uh, 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 a conglomerate of subway franchises from just one owner. Imagine that. I have a, I have a very good friend of mine. He started it uh, supplying toys to a couple of 7-Elevens here in San Diego. He now has over 180 7-Elevens stores where he is the supplier for those toys. 7-Eleven, it's a convenience store. But now he ha he supplies them all around the county. 7-Eleven Corporation already called him to become a portfolio supplier, vendor. Imagine all the little other mom and pop shops that are similar to a 7-Eleven. If you say, hey, 7-Eleven well, yeah, is my client. I am a, a a supplier in their list. Shit. Must be because you have very good prices, competitive prices, excellent customer service. And he characterizes this for both. Excellent, excellent prices, but overall, customer service. Right? If you're considering how to fire a client, you probably reach the end of your rope and see no other way. You'll need, you'll not necessarily wrong, but you do need to pause and consider your options. And if you're willing to do business with just anybody, you're going to have a terrible business. And this is something that most of us have done or are doing. Tell you and when. When we very first start our business, we wanna we are so eager to sell that we will even sell to the devil. We would sell to whomever is willing to pay us. Regardless of they are our ideal client or not, because we're desperate, right? Sharks smell blood. 
You're bleeding for cash. You want money. You want to sell. You want to dump your inventory. And you'll do anything and everything to generate and get that sell. Well, you have a terrible business. Firing a client can sometimes be part of recognizing the value of your business. You have to value yourself. You have to value your business. Don't become that coupon restaurant. Don't become, and, and, and there's tons of coupons restaurants out there. <clears throat> yes, you would not go that restaurant if there's not a coupon online or in the newspaper or you've received a coupon in the mail. That's a coupon restaurant. Do you ever, have you ever imagined going to, I don't know, um, XYZ restaurant if you don't have a coupon for them? We all have used them. We all been there. Don't become that. Oh, no, 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 no. And it's so funny because there's all type of clients. And I, I've gotten even clients that I've sent them a proposal, business proposal. This is what we do. Da, da, da. And they reply, oh, you know what? Um, I can just offer you uh, $500 for, for what you're proposing and either take it or leave it. Sure. Let's do this. You offer the following services. So why don't you offer me your services and I'll put your price. Sure. Uh, I need this and this and that, but uh, I'll just give you $100 for it. What do you think? Do you want to do business with somebody that gives you the price for your services? No, you don't. Do you? You don't need people who want to tear you down in your space. Don't run your business like a salesperson. You need to run your business like you're the owner of something truly valuable. Because you are valuable. You're worth whatever you are charging. You're worth whatever added value you're providing. Oh, why are you charging me this much for the tax return? It's so simple. Why, why, do, why didn't you do it? I have no time. Well, your time to me, it's worth this much. Oh, oh it's so simple. You just need to add this and this and that. It's like going to the mechanic. Ooh, why are you charging me to sew this if you're just moving this little cable? Well, I knew which cable to move. You didn't. When is firing a client the right thing to do? Firing a customer client is always a last resort. But if you have honest conversation about a roadblock and see no improvement, it could be time to consider how to fire the client, especially in the following situations. The first one, they don't listen to you and your advice. Your client hire you because you're the expert, or so you would think. But every business person has run into the know-it-all client. They don't listen to your recommendations. They micromanage your projects. They directly contradict you on things you're absolutely sure about. 
Sometimes it seems they purposely block you at every turn. It's unprofessional at best and disrespectful at worst. And it is always inefficient, costing you more money than you might realize. Fire a client or customer is almost always the right decision in this case. We've all had clients that they don't listen. Second, there's no communication. Does your client skip out on weekly meetings, take days to respond to your emails and refuse to answer your calls? Do they disappear for days or weeks at a time only to slow, uh, only to show up and demand something they never actually approved? Worse yet, maybe your customers don't keep you updated on their own internal news. So you're you're unexpectedly hit with changes in direction or company hierarchy. Poor, poor communication. It's a sign that it's time to start thinking about how to fire a customer. Whew. We've all had people that do not communicate. They're not good communicators at all. They're not good communicators or they dredge to communicate because they're full of shit, they're full of lies. Number three, they take up too much time. On the other hand, many clients communicate too much. They make demands and aren't contract. Expect immediately response and don't respect your deadlines. Time is money and business is about making money. Wondering how our client in this case immediately you may be tempted by a big influential brand name that looks great on your website or by a personal connection that could come in handy down the line, but you must weigh these things again against the time and therefore money you are losing by dealing with this client or customers every day. That is right. If you have an agreement, your client is going to implement that on you. You should too. Oh, you know what? But it's it's a good client. He pays me, blah, 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 blah. You're fearful of losing a thousand, two thousand dollars. But but you're answering their phone calls every day, respond trying and ask they're asking you for things that they're not even there and you're not charging them because they come back and say, Oh, but why are you charging me for this? Do you think an insurance company you're going to be like, oh, why, why are you just giving me $100,000? Well, your insurance was $100,000. But my neighbor has the same insurance with you, and, and they're, they're getting two fifty. dollars Well, they were paying for a $250,000 insurance policy. Yes, but they don't do that. Or the bank. Why should you? Added value? That's not added value. That's actually diminishing your value and this it's disrespectful number four you dread working with them at the end of the day you're in charge of your own business not them trying to put prices on your services i can only offer you well how about if we leave it at, at five hundred dollars really dude how about we leave it at a hundred dollars whatever you do 
Would you take a client that gives you your rate? Why don't we just go to an attorney and say, hey, you know what? I actually have committed a homicide. Um, there, the police officer has, uh, the police has issued an arrest, a warrant for my arrest and uh, for homicide. And uh, I'll pay you $100 an hour to defend me. <clears throat> what do you think the attorney is going to say? He's going to laugh. I hope so. He's going to laugh and say to you, um, good luck finding an attorney. You're going to find an attorney that is going to charge you only $100 an hour. Now, you might get the death penalty. Or might even get a free attorney uh, appointed by the court. Right? So... Your reasons for firing a customer can be that you just don't like working with them. Maybe they don't respect your account manager or source person or under unpredictable on calls or in meetings or they're personally just rubs you the wrong way. You avoid meeting whenever you can. If you or your employees are happy, just think about the next client call. Trust your gut. Trust your gut. How to how to fire a customer or client? It's it's not an easy thing to do, right? I'm gonna tell you what I do. I told you that I I don't like firing clients. Okay. I let them fire us because it gives them a sense of like they're in control. I don't want to look like that. So what I do is I charge them tremendously for a service. Hey, you know what? I'm going to charge you $20,000 to get you a loan. And they leave. I'm going to charge you $5,000 to prepare a tax return. Here's your quote. And they leave. Oh, you're more expensive than an attorney in New York. Dude, read between the lines. Haha. -ha. And they say, oh, you know what? Uh, we already found somebody else or blah, 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 blah. Perfect. Thank you. You took something off my back, the weight of firing you. You may be set on firing customer client, but you don't have to burn the brush. This tips will help you do so professionally and courteously, leaving your relationship intact. First of all, fulfill your contract. Your contract, it's also your word. It may not be the right time to fire a client if you're in the middle of a big project or would be in breach of your contract. Breaking a contract earlier may require you to take less pay or to return a deposit from the client, among other consequences. If you're okay with it, do it, okay? Just do it, but if not, Fulfill your word. 
There's nothing worse than somebody that does not keep their word. And trust me, I've dealt with multiple people like that, starting with one of our attorneys. Yes, he has no freaking word whatsoever. But whenever you reverse the papers or the situations, damn, hell will break loose. Hell will break loose. But whenever it came to him, he forgot, he blah, 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 blah. But when you were late, like one day or whatever, hell broke loose. There's nothing worse than somebody that does not keep their word or fulfill on their agreements. It's always best to fulfill your contract and finish your work before deciding to firing a client. Second, frame it professionally. It can be tempting to envision scenes where you tell off your customer once and for all. Dude, you're not Donald Trump in The Apprentice, where the client is sitting in front of you and you're going to be like, you're fired. No, don't do that. It doesn't work. You burn the bridge, right? There are certain bridges that you must burn, trust me. And I know which ones are there, and um, I've done them, and I don't regret them, and uh, I actually enjoy it, right? But do it professionally. Do it, do it the way that it's not that obvious, right? So, but the most vital piece of advice for how to fire a customer is not to let emotions get on the way. Always be professional, even if your client is not. Allow them the courtesy of meeting in person or video chat. Don't play the blame game or get angry. Remember, whomever gets angry loses. And don't make it personal. Remember, don't make it personal. I had the temptation yesterday with email from this lady saying, oh, you my SS4, I don't appreciate it. You know this is, a, this is a felony. And I email you that document back in January, back in February. I dropped it in your Dropbox. And you're sending me an email on November 18th complaining about that when we had already discussed it. And we spoke over the phone back in December. You send me your ID and your social security. And now you want to pick a fight? And now you want to pick a battle because you owe me money? You still haven't paid and I send you a copy of the invoice? What else do you want to find? But be, be, be professional. Be professional. Pick your fights. Pick your battles. Right? Always be professional, even if your client isn't, right? Always allow them a meeting. It's not, it's, trust me, it's not personal. It's personal to them. It should not be personal to you. You're the bigger person in this relationship. Like the breakup of a personal relationship, frame your reasons as, it's not you, it's me. Don't lie but don't spill all the nasty details. Stay, I'm gonna give you a couple of nuggets here. Always do it with somebody else from your team 
their account representative, their account manager, uh, your associate, your partner, uh, somebody else that it's present at that meeting, right? And keep it short and simple. You know what? I um, thank you for meeting. Um, how's your day? Pleasantries, short pleasantries, and say, hey, you know what? Uh, unfortunately, uh, our business is going different directions, and it's no longer possible for us to attend your company. Uh, somebody's going to be in touch with you to provide you every single original document that we have in our office, or please provide us a, a confirm the address where we can send a courier to drop them off. We'll also be sending you an invoice for the services rendered as of today. Thank you. Don't allow them to just listen. Do not make it personal. Simple. Say thank you. Uh, thank you for the feedback. I appreciate your feedback. We'll take it into consideration. I appreciate you, the time that we had, and uh, wishing you the best. We'll be in touch. Thank you. Bye. That simple. Provide a plan. No matter how big or small your industry is, people talk. You're always going to be the bad person, the bad one, the bad service provider. Your product is shitty. Yes, you're always, regardless of whatever happened, they never are at fault. Like this lady. She never responded my emails. She always sent me messages through WhatsApp, like telegrams, avoiding direct answers. She hated it, advice, because she knows everything. She has her head so up her ass that shit does not let her listen because she knows everything. She's been an amazing employee and now she's going to be this great CEO. I don't doubt it. But you need to learn to be a CEO and manage a company. You don't know everything. You don't know what you don't know, right? So she hated it that we provided advice. But there, no, there was no direct, no communication, no guidance. Things were happening as we were doing things. Period. We're making it happen some way, somehow. Lack of communication, things were like the address. Oh, my, the address that you use on my ID is wrong. I moved. I can tell you how I really feel, Hernan. And ID, driver's license, still haven't expired with incorrect address. Businesses to that address. Oh, I no longer live there, but my mom does. Well, it's still a valid address for you, right? It's not like we're going to get the license lost in the mail. Yes, but that's not my address. Okay, but we got you the, the business license, right? You're operational. Yes, but always trying to pick a fight. You know what? It's not that don't mess with the shark. 
people sometimes, when a client doesn't listen, and that was the first one, it's a sign from heaven to question yourself whether you want to continue or not. And whenever we're trying to get a client, clients don't interview us. We interview clients. And that's what you should do. You should interview clients because you're looking for your ideal client. And it's not because we're in a comfortable position now to pick and choose from the litter. No, 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 not at all. I actually love challenges. I actually love uh, working with startups. But the problem is that, listen, they think they know everything. And trust me, I was like that. If I would have learned when I had my restaurants, because I did not know anything about the restaurants, I learned, I was so stubborn that it cost me a shitload of money, but I learned and I made them successful. I had to sell them, right? But my learning curve was years. If I would have listened to a mentor or to an advisor, I would have shortened that learning curve in months. And this, this lady knows everything. Still, cleaning industry. Listen, cleaning industry. Everybody wants right now their houses and offices clean or sterilized. She still has not gotten any single agreement or contract, nor is still in operation. But she's an amazing CEO. So provide a plan. And in any situation, when you are firing a client, you want to make sure you look polite and contempt. Always suggest a replacement company that your ex-client can work with. It's a professional courteous that no, not only makes you look good, but could help you out another business that's better fit. That's good karma. We always provide a list of documents being provided. We provide copies of every single document that we provided them through the course of our relationship and engagement. We provide a detailed description of where each project is at. We don't provide copies of our work papers. As an accounting firm that we do books as well, we don't provide them backups of their accounting. That's a work paper. Our deliverable, it's your financial statements. And we'll provide every single necessary financial statement, but we don't provide our work papers. It's like you going to your attorney and say, hey, attorney, would you be able to provide me the strategy that you created among here, blah, 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 all the drafts and, 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 and uh, uh, that you did before this? They won't. Or would you provide me the whole file for my visa? Yes, even the, 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 the notations that you did in your meetings? They won't. Those are protected. Those are your work papers. That's my internal, that's my internal uh, 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 property. So they won't, you won't get them. Even if you scream, yell, 
try to sue us, you won't get them. We're, they're protected, right? So, but provide them with what everything you think they will require that you can provide them. Now, don't do exceptions because, again, oh, I got the copy from them. It sets a precedent. If you have a policy, an internal policy, not to do this, keep it. Not because they're just threatening to sue you. You are probably in your right, and you're not doing anything wrong. Don't break your own policies. Be compliant with your own policies and beliefs. As long as they go, whatever your industry guidelines dictate, with whatever ethic dictates, always be ethical. By protecting the value of your business or service, the perception and worth of your brand will skyrocket and will end up delivering more to those who most matter your clients. Wow. It's been an amazing uh, uh, lunch with the shark. I've gotten uh, uh, a little bit um, uh, passionate here. It's, it's something that it's, it's more about common sense and your gut feeling and about how you personally feel. And if you dread helping or, or attending to that meeting with that client, it's time to be let go, okay? So follow us on all social media, uh, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, Spotify, as I call it, Spotify. So today, today's quote comes from Vince Lombardi. And he said, Where is it? Jesus? If you aren't fire with enthusiasm, you will be fire with enthusiasm. Think about that. It's been great seeing you. Have a good afternoon. Bon appetit. Ciao. Thank you for listening to Lunch with a Shark. If you would like to set up a consultation with the Shark CFO, Vidal Espinosa, visit his website www.invictus-advisors.com and don't forget to subscribe on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter and LinkedIn.